Welcome to IFA Talk, IFA Magazine's weekly podcast. IFA Talk is for professional investors only. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the latest IFA Talk podcast. I'm Sue Whitbread and I'm editor here at IFA Magazine. So, uh, Financial Services Compensation Scheme. Uh, it's recently reported the results of, a, of an important consumer study that they've carried out on the role of financial advice and the broader aspect of people's finances. Uh, we're going to be talking about this today. Worryingly, it appears that most UK adults don't seek regulated financial advice because they believe it's too expensive or that it's just for the wealthy. Uh, clearly, this is not good news, uh, certainly not for the advice profession, i.e. those of you listening to us today, uh, but also for any chance we have of closing the advice gap. So on today's pod, I'm delighted to be joined by Lila Pleban. Lila is Chief Communications Officer at FSCS and a member of their executive team. Leela, thank you for coming on the pod today. It's great to talk to you. Could I just ask you to say hello and tell us a bit about your role there at FSCS? Yeah, thanks, Sue. Um, as you've said, my name is Leela Pleburn, Chief Communications Officer at FSCS. What does this mean? Uh, well, it means I really deal with all external communications, and that includes marketing, content, PR, media, obviously, research, but also public affairs and stakeholder engagement. Um, the main focus of my role is to really use FSCS data insights and research to help um, inform discussions and debate to prevent harm, protect consumers and potential customers of FSCS through raising awareness of our protection and service. If we can stem the flow of claims by focusing on harm, then in due course, we can reduce the cost of the levy, which I, I know is something that you're all, all thinking mm -hmm. about as well. <laughs> a conversation for another day. A conversation for another day. So let's start today then um, by looking at some of the details of the study itself. I wonder if you could tell our listeners some of the main findings of the research that, that I alluded to in the, in the intro there. Yeah, well, as you said in the intro introduction, um, our research has shown that most UK adults, it's about 64%, don't seek regulated financial advice because they find it too expensive, or as you said, for the wealthy. Instead, most consumers are feeling confident managing their money by themselves, with about 60% of millennials saying they find good advice online, and 44% of Gen Z saying they can source it on social media. And this was really concerning for us and um, particularly in the work we do um, and the harm that we see coming through the system to us um, you know and you mentioned the the advice gap you know how do we start to close down the advice gap gap and if consumers are taking unsuitable advice from sources that are not regulated and not protected they may be really at risk of making really poor decisions about their money. And in, in an environment, you know, at the moment we're facing into a really difficult time for consumers, you know, it really starts to erode their trust and confidence in their financial decision-making, which already is, is very low. So it really, really highlighted a really important um, piece of research that we wanted to share, because we don't always share everything we have, but this felt really, we felt really passionate about this. Mm. So why did you actually carry out the research in the first place? I'm very glad you did, by the way. 
within FSCS, we have a really important balance across multiple stakeholders. And when we're thinking about our plans and our marketing and spending money and who do we target, it's really important that we get a really well balanced and, and thought through uh, view of the world. Now, our customer data, so the people who are coming to us making a claim, give us a really interesting perspective. And the work we do talking to the industry and trade bodies in the media give us another interesting perspective. But the other piece is the consumers, the, who are the people out there who are buying products? So we can sit and really take a step back and think about all of the information um, that we have when we're planning anything. But right now with the cost of living crisis burdening people's pockets, we were mostly concerned about the financial ad gap, advice gap phenomenon and wanted to really determine whether consumers know who they should go to if they need proper financial advice. Uh, we're also seeing um, at FSCS arise a number of investment scams as fraudsters take advantage of the cost, cost of living crisis. In fact, I noticed today that the FCA have announced that investment scams have risen by 193% in yeah. five years, yeah. which is uh, terrifying. Yeah. terrifying. And anyone take it is, and you know, anyone taking out an unregulated product or taking unregulated um, advice is not protected by FSCS. So if you do that, you literally lose all of your money and it's a horrible situation. We can't even help these people. However, if you've thought about it and you've bought the right regulated products and you've taken regulated advice, we may be able to help you if something goes wrong because sometimes things do go wrong and we do see, um, you know, th things happen. But if you if you if you seek this unregulated advice, you get lured by social media or you take your advice from um, influencers and internet superstars, you know, your money just isn't protected. So that's why we did this research. Mm, interesting. Yes. Um, yeah. Advice by TikTok. It's full, full of. Well, yeah. Advice by Kim Kardashian. Just with such a complex world, this we really have to try and get the best possible resources to the right people, don't we? And I, so, I think it's really when you think about it, you know, it's about it's a little bit of misplaced trust, really. You know that mm. that influences in social media, particularly in younger generations, is starting to play such a big role um, in, in their mm. lives around and, and trust how much they trust and how much confidence they get. Uh, it's a really interesting um, topic. I'm not sure I have the answers to it right now, but um, mm. it's something another, we definitely Another question for another on. day, I think. Another question for another day. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps a glass uh, of wine. <laughs> indeed. Uh, I'd be interested to get your thoughts then on why it is such a problem that people don't seek regulated financial advice. They do seek these other ways of getting advice which they believe to be robust. Yeah, I mean, not seeking, as I've said before, uh, not seeking regulated advice or following guidance from unregulated and unsuitable line sources yes. could often lead to poor decision making and put people at higher risk of putting their money somewhere that, that isn't safe. Hmm. Um, for FSCS, this is really pertinent. It's a pertinent issue as consumers may only be eligible for compensation if they're dealing with the regulated product or an authorised firm. But I think, you know, out there, we, we do see, I think at FSCS sometimes, you know, we do see the kind of rough end of harm that's been caused. But we also acknowledge that out there, 
are a lot of really, really, really good um, financial advisors who are doing really, really good hard work and really doing an amazing job mm. helping consumers to find the right products and help, help them navigate what are very, very complicated and very complex products. Mm. Um, and, you know, if you when you're faced with making decisions, particularly around your pension, which is where we do see quite a lot of misadvice or people getting the wrong advice. You know, it is a very complicated point in time when you're in your 50s and you're faced with pensions, freedoms and making decisions um, and you haven't, you don't have the financial education, you don't have the confidence. You know, that's where IFAs can play a really, really important role. Good hard work in IFAs who are doing a really good job. It's, it's really important for us um, that people have had access to the right kind of advice. Um, and it's really important that as an industry, we come together to try and close that advice gap down. You know, we often say there is no silver bullet. You know, we talk about education and actually another part of our research shows that, you know, it talks about who do you think should educate you um, in financial matters. And actually there's a role for all of us to play. There's a role for parents. There's a role for schools and education systems. There's a role for us at FSCS. There's a role for IFAs. There's a role for the industry. And I think the other part of it, you know, whilst, you know, we can see technology driving some worrying trends, you know, how can um, technology as we move forward start to help close some of that gap down and, and help, um, you know, everybody have access to the right kind of, um, protection and the right kind of advice and, and really have an opportunity to better their lives um, through making safe um, choices that give a, a great return for them. You are listening to IFA Talk, IFA Magazine's weekly podcast. Subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to be notified as soon as a new episode becomes available and follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter and Instagram at IFA Magazine. And I don't know what you think, Lila, but the, the amount of jargon in financial services is, I find, very prohibitive. I mean, obviously not for, for, for the likes of us, but for, for those who may be not familiar with it, it must be a huge deterrent to getting involved with particularly the pensions arena that you mentioned there. I think jargon, I think you're absolutely spot on. Jargon is a real problem. Now, I've worked um, in financial services now for five and a half years, and most weeks I come across a new piece of jargon that I have to ask somebody to explain to me. Um, so how anybody who isn't familiar with financial services and isn't as confident with their finances as perhaps you or I might be, I don't know how, well, I've been there. I've been there a few years ago, to be honest, before I came into financial services. It's it's an absolute minefield. And if even a simple Google search won't give you what you need, um, sometimes it does. But, you know, I often Google the jargon as I'm on calls um, or, and talking to people and it makes no sense even to Google. Um, so how it's going to make sense to ordinary people, I don't know. Yeah, indeed. We've got many obstacles in the way of closing this gap, that's for sure. Um, and talking of obstacles in the way, we're going through a pretty severe cost of living crisis at the moment. Yes. And I wonder if you think that this is a factor when it comes to people seeking or maybe not seeking professional financial advice. I think it's a, it's a really challenging time at the moment because people are looking and seeking to make their money go further. 
Um, and they are perhaps starting to think about their money in a, a very different way to perhaps they have had to in, in recent years. And we're certainly um, seeing through sort of all of the research we do that people are starting to think about particularly their pension pots, um, particularly as they hit sort of mid fifties mark, what do they do um, and, and how do they release money? But you know, if they don't get the right advice, if they don't feel they have access to the right advice or they can't afford it, um, it, they start to potentially make decisions without thinking about the long-term impact, perhaps getting lured by scams where the returns are just too good to be true. You know, we, we see people who have been lured by some of the craziest scams that you have ever seen, you know, investing in hotels and storage pods. It's heartbreaking to hear these people and have to tell them we cannot help them. Um, there is nothing, absolutely nothing we can do. Um, so it's really important that in times like these, organisations like FSCS, alongside financial charities, government and the industry, do their part to sort of help consumers understand how they can better manage and protect their money. Um, as well as the research, we actually do quite a lot of advertising campaigns as well. Um, we're out there at the moment um, really pushing uh, the p protection of our pensions, uh, pensions protection, because we know it's a real hot spot at the moment. So we actually took some of our customer data and are targeting areas of the UK uh, where we see the greatest volume of pensions claims coming through to check you're protected, check your advice, check your products, check everything is protected by FSCS to get people really thinking about their money, thinking about protection um, and hopefully helping them take risk, less risky um, decisions um, and really push them towards sort of getting the right advice um, because we can't advise people. We can't really even give guidance. So we really rely on the good, hardworking IFAs out there to, to do that job for us. Mm, as you say, it's really a case of the, the profession getting together and, and yes. working to support the needs of people in all sorts of ways across their, yeah. across their communities, isn't it? But I know the FSCS is, is doing quite a lot of things that you've already mentioned. And I wonder if you could highlight perhaps some of the ways that it is working to make regulated financial advice more accessible to people. Um, yeah, well, historically, uh, we have largely, as an organisation, talked more about our deposit protection um, yeah. And that really came out of the financial crisis. But in recent years, we've really focused on uh, particularly pensions and investments where we do see the greatest volume uh, of claims coming through. Um, and a couple of things we've done. One, I've mentioned the pensions uh, awareness campaign. Uh, we've actually done a podcast ourselves uh, dedicated to financial advice and FSCS protection because we do uh, protect uh, advice through uh, regulated firms. Um, and it's, you know, we believe podcasts are a great way to create access accessible content for people. Um, we also have other online resources such as customer questions. So if people are looking, even when they're talking to their financial advisor or buying products, a, a set of questions that they can just ask to help them on that journey and sort of provoke mm -hmm. them doing a little bit um, of research themselves. We also work with the industry, trade bodies, the government and regulators to share our data and insights to try and find collective solutions. Um, 
you know, and we hope to build on this in the coming months um, by releasing a little bit more research. Um, and, you know, it's, it, it, this is an industry problem that warrants an industry solution. And, you know, we, we're quite, you know, we really hope that as part of the consumer investment strategy, uh, some of these things start to, to really get, get addressed. And we're working closely with the FCA on responding to those consultations and sharing our data and insights. Mm -hmm. So as far as the new consumer duty rules, which are winging to interview coming up to a yeah. near you very soon, um, what's the thoughts on that? Well, overall, we do think the new consumer duty rules will have a healthy and positive impact on the industry, uh, yeah. but also on consumers. So hopefully um, a win-win for everyone. Um, now, on the face of it, actually, it doesn't impact FSCS on a day-to-day -day basis. But what we hope it does is that further on down the line, it will start to stem the flow of claims coming through. Yeah. Um, because, you know, we have to bear in mind that about three quarters of our claims come through for poor advice um, five or more years after the advice was given. But we do recognise that with any change in the rules um, and we face changes in the rules ourselves um, from time to time. There are challenges and we have already spoke, you know, we speak regularly to trade bodies and to the industry. And, you know, we hear concerns from firms who are worried they won't be able to adhere to the new rules. Um, but we, yeah. we, we, we're working with the FCA and we can see they've issued focus points for regulated firms to implement rules and to help people who are, are struggling um, to get there. So we truly believe that understanding the outcome of the consumer duty should benefit firms in the long run. And a simplified form of financial advice, which would be protected by FSCS that consumers could access to make their first move into investing via a stocks and shares ISA will be vital to rebuilding a lot of the trust in this area. Mm, yes, indeed. And then the, the greater that that trust becomes, then the better for everyone concerned, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. In, in that as a goal. Lilla, thank you very much. That time today has sped by, and that's that's the the conversation for today. I must thank you for for joining us on the podcast and just explaining to us just you know why, as a profession, it's so important that we all work together so that we can help more consumers just to feel more confident about the decisions that they make with regard to their money, uh, because these days this is becoming just more and more and more important. IFA Talk is for investment professionals only. All material has been carefully checked for accuracy, but no responsibility can be accepted for inaccuracies. Whatever appropriate, independent research, and whatever necessary, legal advice, should be sought before acting on any information contained in this podcast. And value of investments and income from them can go down as well as up. You may not get back the amount you originally invested.